What every blessing to you all. Welcome back to my open air pulpits. As you can see, still grey, still overcast, still colder than usual for this time of the year. More people are kneeling in public, incidentally. I've never seen so many educated people kneeling in public. But of course they are kneeling to the wrong people for the wrong reasons. If you go back maybe 10 years ago, there were a group of brave firefighters in Glasgow in Scotland. And around this time, June, Pride Month was about to kick off. Homosexuals marching all over the UK, all over the world. Uh, of course, the only group of people that can close cities down, march half-dressed with children present. And these brave firefighters said uh, they didn't want to march with their unit. And they got such a backlash. They were called bigots. They were called homophobes and that thing rumbled on for week after week after week and I think from what I can remember that the union had to step in <coughs> and basically speak to these firefighters and say if you don't march you could lose your jobs and I forget what the outcome was those firefighters were discriminated the majority forced to dance to the tune of the minority two nights ago a statue was ripped down in Bristol a controversial character, a slave owner, and yet whatever happened to democracy? Let's have a conversation. Let's see if we can perhaps move the statue, or let's see who wants the statue to remain. Last year, Patrick was able to approach one of our local councillors with the hope, with the desire of having a painting reinstated at our local library. A wonderful painting, a very unusual painting, and uh, many conversations took place uh, between Patrick and this councillor. Emails went back and forth and he got nowhere with it. The council said well it's been on display for a long period of time and we want to move it to somewhere else. And of course we prayed, Patrick and I, to get this painting returned to our local library but we weren't successful. We didn't have a demonstration. We didn't get graffiti cans out and start spraying stuff all over the walls. We did what we could, we prayed, we tried to get the painting reinstalled and the council said no, it's been up for a period of time, allow something else to take its place. The next person that, or the next statue that you will see removed will be Cecil Rhodes, another controversial character, a Freemason, and uh, he was able to give, or his foundation was able to give uh, Bill Clinton a scholarship to go to Cambridge where he would meet Hillary Clinton. And I'll speak more about that infamous couple very shortly. But expect more statues to be toppled. Expect more radicals. Somebody called them the other day uh, woke Talibanists. Talibanists. I thought, yes, very good. The Taliban were very good at destroying statues in uh, Syria and Iraq. Demolishing what they didn't like. And now it's the same sort of a thing. Mob rule. Let's get together, they say. Let's take down Churchill statue. That'll be the next one to be taken down, no doubt. Rhodes, let's take him down, involved with the slave trade. They've done the one in Bristol already. Ripped it down. The police just stood back, stood back, allowed it to happen. They dragged it into a local uh, river of some kind, dumped it in the river. And now the mayor of, uh, mayor of uh, Bristol 
is saying, well, we will retrieve it when we are good and ready, but we will probably put it into a museum. No public consultation, no referendum, no nothing. The minorities have never been so powerful. So I want to call this message conspiracy. Conspiracy. One of the first movies I remember watching uh, many years ago was JFK, Oliver Stone's masterpiece. I wouldn't watch it now, of course. It's full of blasphemy, innuendos, a filthy film. But when it came out, I was younger, unsaved, still trying to work out what's what in this world. And I thought, what a fascinating movie. And it really was. X-Files, Dark Skies, and stuff like that have always remained with me. People like a good story. They like to watch a good movie or read a good novel. People like to uh, be kept waiting. Agatha Christie, perhaps. Pryro, perhaps. Sherlock Holmes, definitely. And it's sometimes interesting to keep people sitting on the edge of their seats, waiting for the uh, film to reach its crescendo, to see who the killer was, or who the blackmailer was, or who the conspirator was. Well, there are several accounts in the Word of God when it comes to conspiracies the most infamous would be the jews plotting and planning to trap the lord jesus christ they failed to silence him they failed to turn the crowds against him they couldn't debunk his miracles people were getting saved left right and center and they said to themselves well we've been trying to trap him in his speech we've got our top people present our top attorneys if you will qcs queen's councils or Queen's counsellors, if you will, top lawyers, top barristers, and we can't trap him. If we ask him a question, he asks us a question, and we can't answer him. That's a terrible picture, incidentally, of the great white throne judgment, when everybody who's unsaved will be resurrected to stand in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they will be interrogated like you couldn't possibly imagine. Well, they failed to silence him, and of course they would hand him over to the Gentiles, first Herod, then Pilate, and they whipped him, they spat on him, they plucked out parts of his beard, they blindfolded him, they treated him like a dog. And of course he went to the cross, despising the shame, conquered death, would taste death for every man. And after three days was raised from the dead, praise the Lord indeed. That's the most infamous conspiracy in scripture. Judas, another one, would spend three and a half years with Jesus and the apostles, not only would see the miracles, but would do the miracles himself. And that should be a worrying fact if you are a charismatic, holding to the gifts of the Holy Ghost, still being for today. If Judas was able to do sign gifts, and he was, and he's called a devil over in John chapter 6, and maybe some of you people are also devils, using counterfeit signs and wonders to deceive the simple. Well, Judas, of course, was able to conspire with the priests, it's always the religious people, isn't it? It's not secularism per se, it's the religious elite. The current Archbishop of Canterbury, apparently last week, was calling for white people like myself to apologize to black people for something which took place two, 300 years ago. We need more black people, conservative black people, to come out and take on this radical movement as a Christian, I love everyone, hate no one, and I really can say that. It is the truth. Uh, 
We are told to love our neighbours, we are told to turn the other cheek. We are told not to reward evil with evil. We are to go the extra mile. And we do, and we try to do that. We don't always succeed, but we try to do so. Those brave firefighters in uh, Glasgow, maybe 10 years ago, like I say, were forced to attend a Pride event. And yet last time I checked, in this country, the LGBT community is no more than 4 or 5%, 7% at the very most. And yet the majority are being forced to support such a group. And if you say no, you are discriminated against. I heard a quote a few nights ago from uh, Theresa May, the former British Prime Minister, who said it was okay for two paedophiles to adopt a child. What is going on? Crazy times. So I want to call this message, like I say, conspiracy. Conspiracy. And let's begin, if we may, in Jeremiah chapter 11. And I want to pick out some of the not so well-known conspiracies. Jesus is well known of course, Judas is well known of course, uh, Cain, uh, Cain and Abel to some extent, a conspiracy took place, Cain decided to kill his brother, and of course we know all about that, and there have been so many conspiracies over the years to keep people in the dark, not allow people to ask questions, and if you do ask questions you are ridiculed, made look like a fool, most people don't want to rock the boat, and see all these people marching in London, injuring police officers and some of the mixed messages from politicians causes even more confusion the lockdown is still officially in place and yet thousands roaming the streets rioting in london hundreds in bristol toppling statues desecrating churchills and i wouldn't be surprised if they go for oliver cromwell next time around but let me give you a quick a uh, bit of history, briefly, before we get to Jeremiah chapter 11. In central London, there are two statues of two infamous characters, Gandhi and Mandela. Mandela is loved by the left, they adore him. A lot of church people love Mandela, and the Archbishop of Canterbury would be a big fan of Mandela. But what you probably don't know, or maybe you have forgotten, and we all have short memories, don't we? So let's not... Uh, be too critical of our short memories as we get older. <laughs> Mandela's men, the uh, National uh, African Congress, NAC, uh, the NAC, National African Congress, I think that's right, it doesn't sound right, uh, but Mandela's men, uh, ANC, excuse me, ANC, African National Congress, get these things right. <laughs> Uh, the ANC, very powerful movements back in the 1950s and 60s, were funded by Russia, communist country of course, and the ANC were able to buy weapons thanks to Russian money and Islamic uh, weaponry, like from Libya and elsewhere. More black people died at the hands of Mandela's men in Africa than those in America at the hands of the KKK. But of course you won't be told that, you're not allowed to know that, and if you raise it you are shut down. So I am hoping that more conservative black people who love the Lord, who are Bible believers, will step up, open their mouths and try and reach out to some of these angry black people. I will do my best to reach out to white middle class people and try and reason with such people to get off the streets. Uh, 
there's no need to head towards a civil war. The only people that benefit from a civil war are those that hate this country. The devil, obviously, would be number one. George Soros would be number two. And many other people that are pulling the strings behind the scenes. But more people died in South Africa, more black people were murdered in South Africa at the hands of the ANC, a black militant movement, communist movement, than in America at the hands of the KKK. Two wrongs don't make a right. Obviously, what the KKK did is despicable, disgusting, and what the ANC did was also disgusting and despicable. But unfortunately, we have many apologists today, and these apologists are stepping up, trying to justify some of the violence. If you go back to World War II, pre and post, you had people that were standing up for the Third Reich, people in Britain and America, the Daily Mail in this country were pro the Nazis. Members of the royal family were pro the Nazis. George W. Bush's grandfather, Prescott Bush, was pro the Nazis. In fact, Prescott Bush tried to overthrow FDR. But do you not to know these things? Not for you to know. You are to <coughs> be quiet, keep your head down, and do as you are told. Well, let's begin, if we may, in Jeremiah chapter 11, like verse 9. And the Lord said unto me, A conspiracy is found among the men of Judah and among the inhabitants of Jerusalem. A conspiracy. Most of your new Bibles have taken the word conspiracy out because a conspiracy is negative. There's nothing good about the word conspiracy to conspire, to plot and plan, to conspire to remove a president like JFK or a pope like John Paul I, both rocking the boat, both mavericks, and of course both would pay with their lives. Abraham Lincoln was removed down to the power of the Jesuits. Most people have no idea what the Jesuits even are. Most people probably think the Jesuits are a football club or a pop band. They have no idea that the Jesuits are the most powerful and infamous group on the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto me, Jeremiah, type of Christ, a conspiracy is found among the men of Judah and among the inhabitants of Jerusalem. So the Jews were primarily against Jeremiah. The Jews were primarily against Jesus. Nothing new, of course. Cain was against Abel. First Samuel chapter 8, the Jews said to Jehovah, we want to have a king rule over us. We are planning for a king to fight our battles for us. And the Lord said to Samuel, allow it to take place, but warn them that one day an antichrist will arrive and he will enslave your sons and your daughters, make them run before his chariots. And of course, Saul, King Saul is uh, partly pictured there, along with Manasseh and other wicked kings. The son of Solomon would be another infamous and wicked king. But of course, the ultimate wicked king is the man of sin. The Antichrist, of course. A conspiracy took place, 1 Samuel chapter 8. And again, another conspiracy has been exposed concerning the men of Judah and also the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They are turned back to the iniquities of their forefathers, which refused to hear my words. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not. And they went after other gods to serve them, other gods. Now today, money, sex, education are the three main gods. Last week, Patrick was able to speak to a local professor 
who teaches at a local university, we've seen him many times over the years, got his doctorate at Oxford, is a brilliant professor, teaches philosophy, and Patrick was able to share the gospel with him, gave him one of our tracks. And it was an interesting conversation. They got on to creation, they got on to Genesis. And I think this is probably the first time that this professor has heard the gospel, so please pray for him. But the three gods today, like I say, would be money, sex, and education. People are very proud of their education. Like I said at the beginning of this message, I've seen more people in the last week, people with educations, bright people, getting on their knees in solidarity, praying to this person, praying to that person, praying for this cause, praying for that cause. What is going on? Are these people losing their minds? The majority kneeling down to the minority, the minority call, uh, holding the country to the will of their own, holding the country to account, if you will, but also holding the country at ransom. And the majority, because they have no faith, they have no principles, no morals, are surrendering time after time. Well, I'll never surrender. I pray every night on my knees. I pray to my Lord and my God. I won't pray to anyone or anything. To see anyone anywhere at any time praying to thugs, criminals, terrorists, idols, is disgusting, it's despicable, and God hates it. And the Lord said unto me, 11.9, A conspiracy is found among the men of Judah and among the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Jeremiah would have known this, he wasn't a fool. Jesus knew what was going on, he too wasn't a fool. Paul knew what was going on. What do they say? Fools suffer gladly. But of course, for today, most people are easily deceived, easily blinded. Most people today don't want to rock the boat, don't want to bite the hand that feeds them. Most people want to fit in. They are turned back to the iniquities of their forefathers, which refused to hear my words, and they went after other gods to serve them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken my covenant, which I made with their fathers. This is the end of Jehovah's covenant with the Jews. They've been breaking it for uh, well over a thousand years and of course he is getting ready to commence the new covenant Messiah will be born via Mary a virgin birth and of course Pope Pius the ninth and I finished writing about him for this month's newsletter was obsessed with Mary infatuated with her said she was born without sin claimed to have seen her and he said, if you question me, you will feel the full wrath of the papacy. Work very closely with Napoleon. And Napoleon said to Pius IX, I will give you my men. And they will march with you back to Rome. And any Roman, any Italian that comes up against you, doesn't accept your authority, I will kill. And many Italians were murdered due to Napoleon's soldiers. And one of the reasons why the Mafia... Uh, came into existence would be to avenge the death of their loved ones. But before he returned back into Rome with his own private army, like the Pope's today, their own private army, 
10,000 prisoners were found in papal dungeons. 10,000 prisoners chained for months, sometimes years, at end, held against their own will, forced to submit to the papacy, and those poor prisoners were released. And then, like I say, eventually Napoleon's men decided to put Pius IX back on the throne. But a covenant has been broken here, the Old Testament. A conspiracy has been exposed. Many conspiracies over the years, of course. And this conspiracy concerns the worship of other gods, like Moloch, like Baal, or for the Church of Rome, like Mary, praying to saints, praying to dead people. The Church of Rome are past masters at lying out of both sides of their mouth. Your average Catholic gets very defensive when someone like me speaks against their church, which is to be understood, of course. If an ex-Muslim gets saved and starts to speak out against Islam, they too experience uh, a pushback. And Muslims get very defensive when a former Muslim speaks out against Islam or a former Jew speaks out against Judaism. Most Muslims have no idea about their religion. Most Muslims haven't even read the Hadith. Most Muslims in this country don't even speak Arabic. And of course, most Jews have no knowledge of the New Testament and have probably only read bits of the Old Testament. Most Jews are more interested in the Talmud than the Tanakh. And the Lord said unto me, a conspiracy is found among the men of Judah and among the inhabitants of Jerusalem. In the context, Israel, but spiritually speaking, throughout the history of the church, of course, they have turned back to the iniquity of their forefathers. They've gone backwards, not forward. John 18, they come to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ, and they all fall backwards. He says, I am. Whom do you seek? And they would say, Jesus of Nazareth. And he would say, I am. And they all fall backwards. Enemies falling backwards. And here, going back, a picture of backsliding, a picture of apostasy. Refused to hear my words, and they went after other gods to serve them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken my covenants. Old Testaments, and because of that, a New Testament would be initiated, but not straight away, of course, which I made with their fathers. So the Old Covenant was given to the Jews, not the church, not Gentiles, and yet many people today are very keen to do religion, are very keen to put themselves back under a covenant, a contract, an agreement, which has been cancelled out, has been fulfilled is no longer relevant because most people don't like the idea of receiving what someone has done for them people want to do something for themselves this is the laodicea era again people's rights start to fourth and yet see the majority if they refuse to go along with the minority are kept down are held down threatened with suspension dismissal and even far worse than that look at verse 11 therefore thus saith the lord behold i will bring evil upon them which they shall not be able to escape and though they shall cry unto me i will not hearken unto them you think of world war ii millions of jews going through death camps like Sachsenhausen, dachau auschwitz and so many others horrendous time some jews got saved 
I heard a story a while ago, a very interesting story of a, Jew, a Jewess who went through World War II, could have escaped had she wanted to, but decided to stay put. I think she was from Holland, from memory, and she went through World War II, was kept in some of the worst concentration camps that have ever been written about, spoken about. And uh, the Jews at first were suspicious of her. Who is she? Where she come from? She looks more of a Gentile than a Jew. And of course she was a Jewish Christian. Loved the Lord Jesus Christ. Would read her Bible regularly. And the commandants of her concentration camp, a Roman Catholic, as most were, I'm sure you all know that, uh, said to her, you won't read the Bible. If I see you reading the Bible, you'll be in a lot of trouble. And she continued to persist, uh, persist with him praying that she would get her hands on her Bible and of course her persistence paid off and he said to her well if you read the Bible don't allow me to see you reading the Bible he cut her some slack you see the Lord opened his heart to allow this very brave Jewish woman she was witnessing to people all over the place we hear about Corrie Ten Boone another very brave uh, woman who went through World War II and along with her sister was able to witness to people get people saved but this other Jewish lady, not so well known, survived World War II, went to Israel after World War II. And again, the Jews were suspicious of her. Who is she? She looks very Gentile. And uh, they said to her, what, what, were you, uh, what were you doing during World War II? Trying to dismiss her claim for being a Jewess. And she said, well, I was in such and such a concentration camp. And they couldn't believe it. And they said to her, why did you allow yourself to be arrested? Why didn't you get out for the... Germans arrived and she said well I love Jesus and I want to tell you about him and of course she was able to witness to many Jews in Israel but here it's pretty bleak and for the most part the Jews that went through World War II which found themselves in concentration camps had no hope no comforts were alone and lost in the world without the Lord Jesus Christ I'm reading through the book of Psalms at the moment and please join me this Sunday when I arrive at chapter 2 or Psalm 2 to be more precise, Psalm 2, and I've been reading many uh, reference Bibles, as I always do before I start a new project, just to see what some of the greats have said before me, and I've got one reference Bible which said that all of these Psalms, all 150 of them, had no, re uh, had no relevance to any Jew living in World War II. Once they rejected Jesus, all the promises, all the wonderful Psalms of hope and encouragement, justice, and uh, vengeance were all cancelled out at the commencement of World War II. And I thought, yeah, there's something in that. When the Jews would say, uh, let his blood be on us and on our children, another conspiracy, uh, the Lord said, okay, that's, if that's where you want it, that's where you will have it. And they were frozen out as a people of God. I got 25 verses that I've already written down from Jeremiah alone that I will read over the next three to five years. <coughs> As I go through the book of Psalms to show you that these Psalms are primarily prophetical. More relevant for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. But let's stay on track. 11-11 again. 11-11. 9-11. 11-11. thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon them. I will do it. Not Satan. I will do it. You go back through the history, somebody once said this, that World War I was initiated to prepare the Jew to go back to the land. World War II was initiated to force or to allow 
the Jew to go back to the land. During World War II, Britain, Russia and America knew what was going on in parts of Germany and there was no real interest to rescue the Jews. They were left to perish in the concentration camps. Their hearts were hardened. So here the Lord is going to bring an evil upon them, Israel. Going back to verse 9, the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, not the devil, this is God speaking, which they shall not be able to escape. This brave woman could have escaped to Britain perhaps, or America or Canada, but she decided to stay put, got many Jews saved. And I think I seem to recall that she died in Israel in 1981. A real remarkable Jewish lady, but, uh, but on top of that, a saved Jewish lady. And though they shall cry unto me, and many would do, from 1939 to 1945, I will not hearken unto them. Then shall the cities of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem go, and cry unto the gods unto whom they offer incense. But they shall not save them at all in the time of their trouble. They're going to turn to their gods. Could be money, could be education, could be sex. This philosophical professor, brilliant brain, got onto creation, or they got into creation. And Patrick said, well, we, we believe in a young earth, you believe in an old earth. He said, yes, six and a half billion years, he said. Of course, others say it's older than that. And Patrick said, well, we believe it's... 6,000, and he went from Adam to Abraham, Abraham to Christ. The genealogies are laid out in the book of Genesis. This is the only book that really tells us what this is all about, why we are here, what we are here for, what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is evil. And yet to see these anarchists tearing down statues in Bristol, London, and the majority standing back, the police standing back, because the police in this country seem to have surrendered to mob rule. It's like teachers. They have the responsibility, the police have the responsibility, but teachers, the police, don't have the authority. And every time they try to flex their muscles, they are slapped down. The unions slapped down. Those uh, brave firefighters in Scotland told them to get with it. Get with it, they said. We're living in modern times now. If grown men, grown women want to march off clothed with children present, make quite a commotion, get with it. Back in 2011, 2012, we went to one of those pride events to preach the gospel, to take a stand, and these floats were coming through, all funded by the taxpayer. I'm sure you all know that. And some of these nice people on these floats, half-dressed, were using water guns to squirt us. And I thought, isn't that common assault? There were police standing around us, giving us protection. Giving us protection. And some of those police officers got drenched with water guns. No arrests were made. No warnings were issued. The will of the minority is now going to trump the will of the majority. 11.12 again. Then shall the cities of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem go and cry unto the gods unto whom they offer incense in the context this is leading up to captivity the babylonian captivity of course but they shall not save them at all in the time of their trouble because they don't exist false gods fake gods and the lord is really laying it on the line that 
because they have turned from him they have conspired against him they have been killing his priests and prophets and there were some good not many but there were some good because of that he said I'm going to deal with the majority and I will save the minority the word of God says there's always been a small remnant you think about someone like Henry VIII a narcissist devil possessed character would persecute people like Tyndale and uh, after his murder after Tyndale's murder he was betrayed of course and of course you've got Ridley, Latimer and Cramner but I think it was Cramner who was able to recite the entire New Testament incredible Henry VIII came and went and uh, Bloody Mary would replace him she would conspire with her cardinals to persecute the church, the real church and yet today the church in this country anyway is on its knees spiritually speaking of course not physically you understand for according to the number of thy cities were thy gods O Judah and according to the number of the streets of Jerusalem have ye set up altars to that shameful thing even altars to burn incense unto Baal praying down to statues seeking help from dead people and someone said to me the other day well we believe such and such uh, is in heaven today and I thought yes but you can't prove that can you you may think saint such and such is in heaven today but you can't prove it and even if they are in heaven today show me one verse in scripture where you could pray to that saint so-called saint to help you to intercede for you it's not found anywhere in scripture and I gave you the verses last time 14 therefore pray not thou for this people don't pray for these wicked Jews that's the context neither lift up or cry or pray for them for I will not hear them in the time that they cry unto me for their trouble don't waste your time approaching me to pray for such wicked people they are more interested in Moloch, Baal the Queen of Heaven found over in Jeremiah 44 they give me lip service they pretend to know me but in reality they deny me they walk contrary to me go to Ezekiel 22 I saw a very powerful documentary a few nights ago and most of what I watched I couldn't speak about it's far too graphic and uh, it would give you nightmares but I will give you some general thoughts and points and I believe this to be a very accurate documentary Pizzagate I'm sure you'll remember that during the last US election the WikiLeaks that were released thanks to Julian Assange the media for the most part ridiculed those WikiLeaks made fun of those leaks were more interested as to where the leaks came from was it Russia they said was it China they said turns out those leaks came from the Democrats a Democratic man in America who was disgruntled with the Democratic Party and he would leak some of those incredibly damning uh, private cables from Hillary Clinton to Barack Obama uh, and to other famous Democrats 
and reading some of those WikiLeaks a few nights ago, absolutely shocking how the media conspired to cover it up. Knighted last time, there are three minority groups in this country that are given special status. You know who they are, of course. But after watching that documentary two nights ago, I thought, that's just reinforced what I've always known, even before I was saved. I was born and raised in London. I know how this country works and thinks and operates. I know how the powers that be behave themselves. And to read these cables from Hillary to Barack Obama, 2009, Obama spent $60,000 allowing children to enter into the White House. Footage apparently exists of some horrific things that Hillary Clinton is guilty of doing to children. Podesta, John Podesta, who worked for Bill Clinton, first of all, and later Hillary Clinton's chief of staff during her failed election bid back in 2016. The guy is evil, satanic, through and through. This is all over the internet, incidentally. Now, I've known about the WikiLeaks for a few years, but I hadn't read them until a couple of nights ago. It's heavy stuff, really heavy stuff. And the media have deliberately covered the sins of these people. In fact, this is on par with what took place in World War II. This is on par with cannibalism, literally. This is cannibalism. And you read the history books and people say, well, had we lived back in 1945, they say we would have stood up for the Jews. And you have about what's going on today. There are war crimes taking place today. There are children today that are being trafficked all over the world. Sold to people all over the world. And famous people, very famous people, presidents and former first ladies are untouchable. The power of the left has never been so powerful. Ezekiel 22. Ezekiel uh, 22. Look at 25. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion, ravening the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof prophets priests religious people go back five or six years ago there was an anglican bishop called peter ball and peter ball was a notorious pedophile had friends at the highest levels in this country like prince Charles, and he had been accused over many years of abusing young novices Anglican monks training to become a monk novices and this guy Peter Ball had a twin brother had abused hundreds of young men and it came out a good 20 years ago the powers that be jumped onto this the police were told to back off high court judges were phoning up senior police officers in uh, Hove saying uh, you can't go any further with this Peter Ball they said is a wonderful man a great man of God and Prince Charles like I say would speak up for him go back to the early 1980s Jimmy Savile was very close to Margaret Margaret Thatcher and her husband Dennis Thatcher she was warned by special branch not to be too close to Jimmy Savile a Catholic a papist a Knight of Malta incidentally and uh, she said no we like Jimmy Savile he's a good man of course he was a good donor gave the Conservative Party millions of dollars over his long career 
as she decided to turn a blind eye and he went on to abuse hundreds, perhaps thousands of children. And Peter Ball would do the same for two or three decades, at least two decades, couldn't be touched. And eventually the police arrested him for the second time, the first time it was a whitewash. They were told to basically back off. They couldn't prosecute him. And when they reopened the inquiry, the uh, reopened the investigation into Peter Ball, the police phoned up one of his victims in Australia, now a grown man, of course, and said, uh, just to let you know, we are reinvestigating uh, Peter Ball's crimes against many young people. And this guy couldn't believe it. He said, the first time you didn't really want to listen to me. There was a lot of pressure on me to drop the charges. You had uh, interference from high places and now you want to do it all over again. I don't think so. And the guy killed himself. Well, Peter Ball went to prison for a short period of time. I mean, pitiful, no more than four or five years. Should have got 30 years, at least 30 years. Came out after doing a short stint in prison and surprise, surprise, would convert to the Church of Rome. Became a Roman Catholic and they welcomed him into their fold. Would you believe it? There was a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof. The prophets, the priests. Always look out for the priests, the prophets. Jesus Christ's main enemy were the priests and the prophets. The Apostle Paul's main enemy were the priests and the prophets. There was a, there was a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof. Like a roaring lion, ravening the prey. Rip up the prey, devour the prey. They have devoured souls. This is also picked up in Revelation 17 and 18. Souls, slaves to the church of Rome. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Of course, in the context here, you've got Israel selling out to foreign pagan gods, departing further from Jehovah and opening up the treasure house to show the pagans what they had, I think it was Hezekiah, who would show a Gentile leader what was in his uh, inner rooms in the temple. And I think it was Isaiah who was told to confront that uh, treacherous king. Her priests, 26, have violated my law and have profaned my holy things. They put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they shown difference between the unclean and the clean. And have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths. And I am profaned among them. I am profaned among them. Peter Ball would say to his young novices, let's really suffer for Jesus. And I will spare the details. It's pretty disgusting what he would say to these young men. But he would say to them, let's suffer for Jesus. Let's try and understand what Jesus went through. Young, uh, young, young men, 13, 14, 15, their parents would trust Ball, Bishop Ball, a wicked man and over two or three decades would just ruin the lives of so many people when they decided to go after him for the second time 2012 i think it was the police were so cautious be careful they said he's a bishop of the church again so deferential he's a bishop be careful how you handle bishop ball and they went after him for the second time more phone calls uh, were made from high court judges powerful people because ball was a pedophile in a paedophile ring and of course he was working with powerful people well he went to prison and this time he did do time four or five years but unfortunately he was released and became a roman catholic at the same time george kerry 
the former Archbishop of Canterbury, was covering up for him. Covering for him. Parents are writing to Kerry saying, our son has been abused. Our son is experiencing this. He is experiencing that. Would you please investigate it? Uh, the police should be informed about it. And he did nothing whatsoever. Sat in his hands. It's not just the Church of Rome that do this. It's the Church of England, the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Mormons. It's all churches, of course. But 25, the prophets are conspiring. 26, the priests are conspiring. No longer see the difference between right and wrong. Thatcher was told, don't get too close to Saville. Evil man has a notorious reputation. And of course, she said, no, we, we will uh, continue to work with Saville. We like Saville. Good donor, good friend of her husband, uh, Dennis Thatcher, top degree Freemason. And of course, Saville, Catholic Freemason. 27, her princes. In the midst thereof are like wolves ravening the prey to shed blood and to destroy souls to get dishonest gain. Hillary wrote to Obama and she said, be careful, she said. All this traffic going through the White House, it could all come out, it could be leaked. At the time, King Obama was untouchable. The left loved him, churches loved him, people were falling over themselves to get close to him and didn't care. And here princes, type of politicians for today, are like wolves, ravening the prey to shed blood and to destroy souls to get dishonest gain. This documentary I watched two nights ago, and I've seen many documentaries over the years, but this is one of the best, one of the most disgusting, detailed. It will be removed from YouTube, I am pretty sure. Cannibalism child abuse at the worst possible uh, levels of government covered up by the media I mean all levels of the media you've got three companies make that four companies that control all the networks around the world four companies they control everyone and everything if you decide to raise your voice you're told to be quiet they shut you down back in the 1970s and 80s Fleet Street were very powerful and of course Fleet Street's the British newspapers, like the Times, the Telegraph, the Daily Mail, the Guardian, the Observer, all the British newspapers were all based at Fleet Street. And every so often they would want to report a story about the royal family. Powerful story, difficult story to report, to reveal some of these sins of the royals. And it was Scotland Yard's job, like, uh, like a special branch's job, to protect, cover members of the royal family. And when Special Branch got wind that a story was coming out, it could be like against Princess Margaret or Prince Philip or even the Queen herself, the government would issue a D-notice. Not so easy to do it now, although I'm sure they still attempt to do so. And these D-notices were issued and the heads of the newspapers would get phone calls from probably the Home Secretary saying, uh, we just remind you that uh, you are due for peerage or you enjoy special relations with the palace and if you continue to run this story you will lose your privileges your peerage will go and we'll punish you in other ways and of course Fleet Street on many times on many occasions were told to be careful uh, how they would report the news Andrew Neil a British journalist worked for the Times for a long time of course Murdoch owns the Times Rupert Murdoch 
and he gave an interview a few years ago, uh, Andrew Neil, now works for the BBC, and he said, when I was uh, editor of the Times, we had so many stories that we couldn't publish, couldn't print, and we had a safe full of stories that we couldn't touch. And of course, one of the stories that he wasn't allowed to print was against Michael Jackson, because these guys got lots of money. Jeffrey Epstein would hire Ken Starr, that good old Republican who went after Bill Clinton, and Kenneth Starr was able to get Jeffrey Epstein off some of the most horrendous and hideous crimes over the last 30 or 40 years. There's so much we don't know, and yet there is a lot that we do know. But what do you want to do with the information once you are presented with it? 2228, and her prophets have dubbed them with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining, divining lies unto them, saying, Thus saith the Lord God, when the Lord hath not spoken. Many churches to this day applaud Mandela, ANC, communist organization, killed many people in South Africa, not just white people, but black people. If you go back to five or six years ago, Zimbabwe was really at a uh, painful turning point. Which way would they go? Mugabe, a Marxist Catholic trained by the Jesuits, and people were being killed, starved all over Zimbabwe. And at the time, uh, you had a guy called Ian Smith, make that 10 years ago, a good 10 years ago. Ian Smith, former Prime Minister of Rhodesia, later became Zimbabwe, and he would give an interview a good 10 years ago to a British newspaper. And he said this He said, Every day I have people coming to my farm begging me to return to power. And I mean, many people coming to my farm, he would say, not just a few, but thousands turning up every day saying, please, Prime Minister, please, would you retake control of the country? And he said, I can't do it. I've got no political support from London or Washington or even in Paris, anywhere. They froze him out. And of course, uh, Robert Mugabe was able to destroy Zimbabwe, a wonderful country, one of the wealthiest countries up until his arrival in the early 1980s, South Africa a very wealthy country and of course apartheid was wrong in south africa obviously it was as uh, slavery was wrong in britain and america but the christian leaders like uh, wilberforce one of them led the movement to free the slaves from slavery it was the christian church that took the lead to overthrow slavery of course in america in the south uh, the Catholic Church were huge landowners, and the Catholic Church didn't want slavery to be abolished. They fought tooth and nail to stop it. But Protestants in Britain said, this is time now to stop this. This is terrible to treat black people the way they've been treated. But of course, you've got to study the subject. Most people don't realize that you had wealthy black people selling poor black people to wealthy Arabs, who then sold those poor black people to wealthy white people. But it started with wealthy black people selling poor black people to wealthy Arabs, who then sold those poor black people to wealthy white people. But of course, that is something else that you're not allowed to know. Thus saith the Lord God, when the Lord hath not spoken. A lot of people think that God still speaks today in an audible sense. They think that God appears today in a physical sense. Of course, you're told, you are told that we walk by faith, not by sight. We live by faith, the just should live by faith. Our faith will be 
inconsequential. If we were seeing the Lord every day, having conversations with him every day, we live by faith, not by sight. But again, the prophets, 28, have dubbed themselves with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining, uh, divining or divining lies unto them. Divining, like spiritual aspect, like a spiritual aspect, like uh, the occult, like a spiritual cooking, calling on the gods, the old uh, pentagrams, Baphomet, Satanism, this documentary, dealt with some heavy stuff, leading politicians, doing things which I won't even talk about because it will offend so many people. But I will say this, it's child abuse, it's cannibalism. And you can look up this documentary if you want to watch it for yourself and educate yourself. But of course, people are in denial. But the worst part of it is found in 28, how they say, the Lord, the Lord hath spoken. No, he has not spoken. The Church of England covered up bulls, paedophilia for two or three decades. The current Archbishop of Canterbury is calling on the majority to apologize to the minority of minorities. But in this country, there's no real racism, not really. If you work hard, if you study hard, you do, you do well. The British cabinet, so have got two Asian uh, cabinet ministers. One is the chancellor, one is the uh, home secretary. The chancellor is a brilliant man, brilliant brain. Very clever man, very skilled man. Another black man in the British cabinet, whose name escapes me, James Cleverly. I think it is James Cleverly. Part of Boris Johnson's cabinet, and yet the Labour Party on the left wing have had no female leaders, no uh, black members in authority. So even they are institutionally racist, or so the term would go. Of course, I don't believe in the term racism per se. It's used to punish uh, the majority, but every so often it's helpful to use it to show the stupidity of such a statement. The people, 29 of the land, have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. Go back through the history of the world. Popes would conquer lands. Kings and queens would conquer lands. Governments would conquer lands. Your wealthiest people today, Rothschilds, Rockefellers, Jesuits, royals, presidents, prime ministers, for the most part their ancestors, just confiscated the land, killed the people. That's what Charles I would do. And that's why Cromwell took a stand. And my fear is that they will go after him next. They will target his statue in Parliament Square, and yet just opposite Cromwell, you've got Charles I, a tyrant, would really rob the people, vex the people, uh, 29, the needy, and use oppression to do so, and yet, who knows about Charles I? There's been a clever conspiracy launched by the powers that be. Attack the righteous, discriminate the majority, elevate the minority, Let's try and cause a civil war. That's what's going on. Let's turn people against one another. Why for? What for? What's the point of it? Well, the point is to bring anarchy. Now, of course, in America, this is being done to attack Trump. In this country, it's being done to attack Boris Johnson because he's pro-Britain, anti-Brexit. But of course, it's a lot more complicated than that. There's a spiritual aspect to this, which the majority of people have no idea about. The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. 
Yeah, they have oppressed a stranger wrongfully. I'll say this. White middle class boys in this country are the most vulnerable, neglected, unrepresented. If you want to think about anyone in this country, think about those people. Paedophilia doesn't just go after girls, it goes after boys. But if you are a white working class boy in this country, you've got no voice, have you? Nobody, nobody is speaking up for you. Asian people in this country do very well. Asians can become doctors, pharmacists, lawyers, barristers, judges. They are very academic. They do, they do incredibly well. In America, I think it was last year, for the first time in 25 years, black people were making more money, or your average black person was making more money than your average white person. But of course, the media won't tell you that. They have a narrative, you see. But I think about someone like Cyril Smith, not known outside of Britain, I know, but someone like Nick Clegg, who is probably more well known outside of the UK, works for Facebook now. Cyril Smith was a notorious sodomite, would abuse many children for many, many years. Nick Clegg, leader of the Liberal Democrat Party, covered for him. Like George Kerry would cover for Ball, like Thatcher would cover for uh, Savile and Nick Clegg would cover for Cyril Smith got away with it the police were told to back off you can't question him he's got friends in very high places and of course he did previous prime ministers previous home secretaries Jeffrey Epstein would fly celebrities all over the world to his sinful nation or sinful island I should say uh, in the American Virgin Islands had a mansion in New York. People like Bill Gates would go to his museum, or excuse me, his uh, mansion. <laughs> it looked like a museum, but uh, Bill Gates would go to his uh, mansion in New York. Mark Zuckerberg, owner of Facebook, would go to his private island. Bill Clinton was always flying on his private jet. Cameras filming everything, microphones recording everything, children being abused, Prince Andrew back in the papers again this week using children and Jeffrey Epstein was able to be protected for year after year after year two American presidents protected him powerful people would protect him and less than a year ago would kill himself or would he 30 and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it but I found none. Isn't that sad to read? I found none, not one. Nobody took on Thatcher and said Prime Minister Savile is destroying people, would do awful things with people, which I won't even talk about on camera this morning, just horrendous things with people, dead people, I won't go any further than that, and uh, Pizzagate, Clintons, the Obamas, Pelosi, uh, would do things to children, which I won't talk about on camera. Go online, do your own research. Uh, Cyril Smith would do awful things to young boys, couldn't touch him. Nick Clegg would give him cover. Peter Ball was covered by the Church of England from the Palace of uh, Lambeth, Lambeth Palace, to Buckingham Palace. In fact, Prince Charles gave evidence during one of his court hearings in defense of Peter Ball. The cover-up goes right to the top. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap 
between me for the land before me for the land that I should not destroy it give me ten righteous and I'll spare it but I found none and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it but I found none not even one that goes back to Solomon Gomorrah Lord how many would it take to spare the land could it be 20 could it be 15 how about 10 and the Lord said if I find 10 I'll spare the whole place couldn't find 10 eventually it was Lot's and his two daughters and even then Lot had to be dragged out and he's bartering with the angel as he's being led out of Sodom and Gomorrah therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them I consume them with the fire of my wrath their own way have I recompensed upon their heads saith the Lord God I'm going to just wipe them all out I waited so long for this I've sent prophet after prophet every day my name is blasphemed think of someone like Gordon Brown former British Prime Minister was told well over a decade ago that there were grooming gangs all over the country targeting white working-class girls also a vulnerable group in this country I should say not just the white working-class boys but white working-class girls and he was told that there were Islamic grooming gangs gangs and he said be careful how you handle this he said uh, we want to be on the right side of the minority we can't be seen to upset the apple carts another one who was a coward sat on his hands and he too should be investigated why aren't these people demanding justice for the young people today these slave traders are in hell today they've been long dead disowned uh, we've moved on of course since then in this country if you work hard you do well if you are educated or have a good education or if you are prepared to work hard you will do well the only people who are holding you back are your own uh, would be your own self of course you are holding yourself back don't blame other people for your failures either one more from Acts chapter 23 that statement from Theresa May concerning two paedophiles to be allowed to adopt a child and if you were to question that she would say well you are discriminating those paedophiles they have a right to raise children how about the child's right the child is being discriminated it took a man and a woman to produce a child it takes a man and a woman to raise a child and of course Theresa May doesn't have children uh, Angela Merkel doesn't have children the Sarkozy's in France don't have children Nicola Sturgeon in Scotland doesn't have children these are powerful people who are clueless as to reality the real world and they are fighting tooth and nail to force the majority to dance to the tune of the minority and I'm sad to say that it's getting even more serious as time goes on Acts 23 Acts 23 look at verse 12 and when it was day certain of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under a curse like they would do concerning King James they decided to take a curse or they swore they swore by a curse they would kill King James and if you go back to the time of uh, Abraham Lincoln they swore an oath or two that they would kill Lincoln and of course the Church of Rome the Jesuits especially were involved with Lincoln's death as they were with the attempted murder of King James saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul 
They wanted to kill Paul, they wanted to kill Jesus, they wanted to kill many of the Old Testament prophets and would be successful also in killing many of the Old Testament prophets. Cain would kill Abel and now it's the time of the Apostle Paul to feel their wrath. And they were more than 40 which had made this conspiracy, 40 men. Now, if four men lived in your town and decided to kill you, they would probably find you and eventually kill you. If 14 men in your town decided to find you and kill you, they would probably do it. The statistics would be in their favor, wouldn't it? But 40 men against the Apostle Paul, And they came to the chief priests and elders and said, We are bound ourselves under a great curse, that we will eat nothing until we have slain Paul. So the priests are part of this conspiracy. Jesuits were dispatched to kill James. Jesuits were dispatched to kill Lincoln. Jesuits were also involved with the sinking of the Titanic. And the Jesuits were also involved with the Two nuclear, two nuclear bombs that were dropped from American aircraft on Japan, 1945. The Jesuits were also involved concerning 9-11. But I'm interested in this term curse and how the priests are made aware of this uh, and how this isn't being kept secret. They want the blessing, you see, from the priests. This is a Jewish jihad. 15 and now therefore you with the council signify to the chief captain that he bring him down unto you tomorrow as though you would inquire something more perfectly concerning him and we or ever he come near are ready to kill him council council of nicaea council of trent council of carthage council of nicaea council of laodicea check out these councils sometime the word council, every time it appears in scripture, it's never in a good sense, it's always in a bad sense. But go back to 12 again. Now when it was day, certain of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under a curse, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. Unrighteous Jews wanting to kill a righteous Jew. And they were more than 40, more than 40 which had made this conspiracy. There's our word again, conspiracy. Conspiracy to kill presidents, conspiracy to kill popes, conspiracy to hide the facts, conspiracy to give minority groups more rights at the loss of the majority. And they came to the chief priests and elders and said, we have bound ourselves under a great curse that we will eat nothing until we have slain Paul. We're gonna fast, we're gonna fast like the Mohammedans do. We're gonna fast until we have succeeded in killing the infidels. Now therefore, you with the council signify to the chief captain that he bring him down unto you tomorrow, as though you would inquire something more perfectly concerning him. And we, or ever he come near, are ready to kill him. Just lie, say what needs to be said, do what needs to be done, but get him down here so we can finish him off. 20, and he said, the Jews have agreed to desire thee that thou wouldest bring down Paul tomorrow into the council. This is Paul's nephew making this conspiracy known to the chief captain, 19. As though they would inquire somewhat of him more perfectly, 
be careful, don't fall for this trick. But do not thou yield unto them, for there lie in wait for him of them more than forty men, which have bound themselves with an oath. Oath. Jesuits take an oath. Catenians take an oath. Knights of Malta, Knights of Columbus, the Freemasons, the Illuminati. That they will neither eat nor drink till they have killed him. Fanatics. And now are they ready looking for a promise from thee? Whatever you do, please spare my uncle. He's a good man. He loves the Jews. He would be praying and weeping for the Jews. I love my fellow Englishmen. And I pray for my country. And I intercede on behalf of my country to my God to provide for my fellow uh, countrymen the apostle paul would say he could he wish he could be accursed if it means the jews would be saved so the church have always put themselves at the forefront of this uh struggle to get people saved we pray we intercede for people to be saved we hate no one we are told to separate from wicked people unsaved people that's because they could contaminate us but we hate no one per se we pray for people we try and offer the hand of friendship to people we were told to turn the other cheek like i say love our enemies and of course share the gospel with them so you look at someone like paul a saved you love the lord witnessing to unsaved jews contrast someone like paul to unsaved jews who are full of hatred bitterness plotting and planning to kill the apostle paul because of what he believed what he stood for jesus another great example of somebody who was beautiful perfect without sin god manifest in the flesh and you put him up against anyone else uh, over the history of mankind and who can come anywhere near him but of course the majority have always been at odds with god it's always been the minority of minorities who have been on the same page if you will with the lord noah and co eight souls lots and his daughters three souls upper room acts chapter 120 people first corinthians 15 over 500 people would see the risen christ simultaneously 12 apostles are picked by the lord jesus christ not 120 not 120,000, but 12 men uh, there will always be a small remnant that will worship the Lord. Elijah was told how the Lord had spared 7,000 that, haven't, that hadn't, need, hadn't uh, kneeled, hadn't knelt, hadn't bent, uh, hadn't bowed to Baal. I think it's 7,000 who hadn't bowed to Baal. And yet, like I said at the beginning of this message, politicians all over America taking the knee, as they call it, praying in submission to this particular movement or this particular group or praying to this particular idol object what have you and it's just pitiful you look at any other country in the world look at germany look at sweden look at holland look at portugal look at norway look at denmark look at uh, switzerland all those countries for the most parts don't have the same problem that we have in this country and america and britain are very similar canada seems to have escaped uh, some of these anarchists uh, rioting australia seems to have 
uh, avoided it, as has New Zealand, but Britain and America are so similar in so many ways. And yet, unfortunately, leaders here and there and churches here and there seem to be falling over themselves to applaud uh, the minority unable, unwilling to speak up. And yet, when somebody did speak up, like Jeremiah, let's kill him, they said. Jesus, let's kill him, they said. Paul, let's kill him, they said. But that shows how wicked they were. Not Jeremiah, Jesus and Paul. Love personified. Merciful. Praying. Weeping. Trying to show people the right way to everlasting life. Leading a good example. And one more time. And when it was day 2312. Certain of the Jews. Not all. Certain of the Jews. Banded together. And I'm sure there are some good politicians. Obviously. But you're going to have to struggle to find them. And ban themselves under a curse. People say, I'm going to curse you. I'm going to put a curse on you. I'm going to put a hex on you. Don't jinx it, they say. A curse. Witchcraft is growing. The occult is growing. What would uh, Alistair Crowley say? Do as thou wilt. Under a curse saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. And they all said, fine. If that's the way you want it, you can starve to death. And they probably did. And went to hell forever. That's the Lord's permissive will. And they were more than 40 which had made this conspiracy. This conspiracy. Cover up the real truth about 9-11. Cover up the real truth about JFK. Cover up the real truth about John Paul I. Cover up the real truth about the Bible. Put out all these false Bibles, these corrupt Bibles. Put a, uh, put a uh, false gospel together which attacks justification through faith in Christ alone. Put a conspiracy together which covers the uh, powerful, the wealthy and the uh, successful in Britain and America. Get the powers that be to focus on certain people and give those certain people a regular kicking, whether in Britain or America. It could be Boris, it could be Trump, and yet the real evil people, for the most part, Gordon Brown, never spoken against. Nick Clegg, never spoken against. The Clintons, the Clinton Foundation, the Obamas, the Pelosi's, or Nancy Pelosi, and all the others in America. But the real powers that be, the men who are pulling the strings, the powerful people at the top of the pyramid, like the Illuminati, the Freemasons, the Jesuits, down, walk it every single time. Because you've got four companies who control all of the networks. And if a journalist decides to blow the whistle, they're told to bury their story or issue a D-notice. Not so easy now, of course. But I think of the Jesuits, past masters, at uh, issuing or plotting a conspiracy. And they came to the chief priests and elders. They want the blessing of the papacy, if you will, and said, we have bound ourselves under a great curse. This is a good curse. This is a good cause. The cause, the struggle. That's what... Uh, Mandela would call it the struggle, the ANC struggle, and Zimbabwe would say, uh, or Mugabe in Zimbabwe would say, this is the struggle. The IRA would say, this is the struggle. <coughs> and of course, the IRA, Catholic, Zimbabwe, Mugabe, Catholic. Mandela was made a knight of Malta by the Church of Rome. They're all cut from the same cloth you see. Great curse, a worthy curse, 
that we will eat nothing until we have slain Paul. Now therefore, ye with the council signify to the chief captain that he bring him down unto you tomorrow, as though you would inquire something more perfectly concerning him. Tell, uh, make it clear you want to question Paul further, and as he's been transported, if made to be, we will step in and kill him. Terrorist, you see. And we, ever he come near, are ready to kill him. Twenty again. And he said, the Jews have agreed to desire thee that thou wouldest bring down Paul tomorrow into the council, as though they would inquire something of him more perfectly. They need an alibi. It's like in Matthew 28, uh, from the standpoint of the high priests, uh, if anybody asks what happened, uh, say his disciples came by night, took the body away, so on and so forth, and if this uh, comes to the ears of the governor, we will cover for you. Another conspiracy. The belief that Christ would live and die and be raised from the dead is too much for some people. So a conspiracy, a conspiracy, a conspiracy has to be put together to kill it, suppress it. And of course those soldiers were probably executed because Christ was raised from the dead. Nobody came to steal his body. 21. But do not thou yield unto them. Don't listen to them. For the lion wait for him of them more than forty men, fanatics, wanting to kill him, and would have, if the Lord hadn't stepped in here and opened uh, the chief captain's hearts, which have bound themselves with an oath, a blood oath. Look up oaths online if you get a chance, Jesuit oaths, Knights of Columbus uh, oaths, Knights of Malta oaths, Catenians, uh, Freemasonry, Illuminati oaths, and you'll be shocked that they will neither eat nor drink till they have killed him. And now are they ready, looking for a promise from thee? So the chief captain then let the young man depart and charged him, See thou tell no man that thou hast shown these things to me. And the rest of the chapter finishes with Paul being safely protected from these would-be assassins, and of course the term Jesuit if you go back to the old dictionary, it means assassins. But again, you're not to know these things. The powers that be want you to focus on certain subjects. They control you. You're being manipulated. You're being radicalised. And see these people around the UK tearing down statues, shouting abuse at police officers, and the police just surrendering, just running, uh, running away like scared children is just shameful. But see, the problem is in this country is that the police have the responsibility, but not the authority. The teachers have the responsibility, but not the authority. And sometimes when the police try to push back such rabble, they are attacked by the governments, by political parties. Somebody is orchestrating this, obviously. I think it's someone like George Soros, the Jesuits, and probably other enemies of the, of the state. Could be China, could be Russia, could be Iran. This will blow over, I'm pretty sure of that, and it will blow over in America as well. But these scars, once again, have been ripped wide open. The wounds have been opened up, the scars have been laid bare for all to see. Only Satan really gets something out of this. Society has always been divided, of course. If you're saved, you belong to the Lord. If you're lost, you belong to the world. We know that, of course. And we are to be separated from unsaved people. But we still love unsaved people. It says how God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, 
There's a love there. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Turn the other cheek. Don't reward evil for evil. We have to rise up uh, above this. All this rioting, all these people getting caught up in a frenzy. It's only a matter of time until somebody seriously gets hurt and probably even goes on to die. There was a police officer knocked off a horse a few nights ago. She's in critical condition. She could potentially be forever changed. Horses were being attacked. And yet I don't hear much from animal lovers saying, why was that wonderful horse attacked? Angry people, but look at the crowds. Look at the people who are really stirring it all up. White, middle-class people from privileged backgrounds. But I think the legitimate concern is, is that some Christians may become overly political and start to fight this in a physical sense or through ways and means which doesn't honour the Lord Jesus Christ. Never once did the apostles take up weapons. Be mindful of that. Never once did the Lord Jesus Christ take up weapons. To suffer as a Christian is one thing. Of course, if somebody comes into your house late at night, uh, you have a right to defend yourself and use reasonable force, of course. But the main point of this uh, video is to show you that man's beef, real beef, is with God. He won't allow God to rule over him. He wants to do his own thing. This is man at his worst state, basically. Jeremiah 11 told you all about it. Ezekiel 22 told you all about it. Acts 23 told you all about it. So if you take God out of the equation, you've got chaos. You've got anarchy, going back to the belief of how all of this came from nothing. Another conspiracy, knockout creation, elevate evolution. If teachers attempt to teach creation, they are punished. They are forced out of their jobs. The minority control the education system, the entertainment system, and the political system. Going back to the uh, philosophical doctor that Patrick spoke to a few days ago, open to the gospel, and hopefully if he gets saved, if he gets saved of course, but if he gets saved, he could reach, uh, he could reach out to many students with the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I often wonder why more Christian leaders are not speaking out against uh, such behavior all over the UK. In America, most preachers seem to be more political uh, and in this country, it seems to be the same sort of a thing. We've, we've got enough politicians, people. We need real preachers to get up and preach the gospel, try and reach some of these young people. They're all marching to hell. They're all being whipped up into a frenzy, being exploited by the powers that be. And yet there are problems today that they should be made aware of. And of course, a lot of these people are going to be eventually prosecuted and have criminal records and yet their heroes their so-called heroes are living in nice big mansions in chelsea hammersmith malibu manhattan beverly hills madonna flew over last weekend was it with crutches walked straight through the airport Walked around London, I thought, why are you coming to Britain to march with British people? Why not march in your own part of America? Why not speak up for people in your own country? A lot of poverty in California, 
Madonna. A lot of poverty. You've got mansions all over the world. Why don't you open up some of your mansions to those poor Americans? The people in Las Vegas who are sleeping under the hotels, in tunnels. Families. People in New York are experiencing real poverty. These so-called SJWs are very selective as to which causes they want to jump on. But anyway, I have said enough from the open air pulpit this morning. Uh, I do hope this hasn't been too political for uh, some of my viewers. I spent far too long over the years studying politics and uh, it doesn't take you anywhere really. It just makes you become more disillusioned, disgruntled. But I see so many young people uh, being mobilized by the social Workers' Party, SWP in this country, a hard-line, left-wing, uh, atheist group, pro-Lenin, pro-Stalin, uh, Trotskyites. I mean, young people have no idea what took place in Russia the uh, beginning of the uh, 20th century. How much suffering took place in Russia. I mean, millions were wiped out by the communists. South Africa, once uh, F.W. de Klerk stood down and Mandela replaced him, not much really changed. The ANC leaders got wealthier, more corruption came in, people still living in shacks in many parts of South Africa today. Zimbabwe, they said to uh, Ian Smith, please come back, lead our country again. At least when you were Prime Minister, we all had something. It wasn't perfect, of course, nothing is perfect in this world. And he said, I want to, but I'm too old now. And on top of that, I've got no support from my counterparts around the world. And those poor people in Zimbabwe, starving, being murdered by the black people. Nobody marched for them. Nobody marched for the black people murdered in South Africa by the ANC. And yet people today think they know what's going on. They are clueless. This is the only book in the entire world which is 100% accurate. You can trust it, you can bank your life on it. The greats in this book all led by example. They weren't hypocrites, they weren't liars, stealers, liars, thieves, they weren't frauds, they weren't out to get something for nothing. But of course we couldn't say that about Martin Luther King, could we? Whose real name incidentally was Michael, not Martin, and he changed it to Martin like Martin Luther to be on the same page as the German reformer and yet to this day Martin Luther King is still protected by the press and politicians and yet was it last year an article appeared online exposing after 40 years since he was murdered to make that 50 years since he was murdered that he had 40 extramarital relations 40 and on top of that, the FBI are now slowly but surely releasing some of the transcripts of an audio recording which was recorded during one boozy night when Martin Luther and his pastor friend were in a room with a woman and his pastor friend was raping a woman. And as his pastor friend was raping a woman, Martin Luther King was laughing. And I thought to myself, what's worse? Luther King being present during a rape and laughing, or the FBI next door listening in with their secret recording and refusing to come to the woman's aid. What's worse? 
But to this day, we are still refused much material about Martin Luther King. He gets special status, you see. And yet, Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, quite rightly both convicted paedophiles, and yet were protected for many years, especially Epstein, would fly the elite all over the world, like Tony Blair, Bill Clinton, Chris Tucker. And yet, as of today, as far as we know, those video recordings have yet to be released. And I just wonder, if you think back to the mid-1970s when J. Edgar Hoover died, the head of the FBI, and he had files on everyone and anyone, going right back to the 1920s. He was 40 years in the FBI, 40 years. And every American president, when they entered office, tried to fire uh, Hoover, and he said, you can't fire me. I've got the files on all of you people. And of course he did. And he died mid-70s, and his files conveniently disappeared. And I wonder that will be the same with Epstein. Was able to blackmail powerful people in Britain and America. But I'd have much more respect when it comes to the group of people referred to as BLM, Black Lives Matter. I'd have more respect for those people if they stood for office and put their mandate to the people and said, if you vote for us, we will do this, we will do that. Let's have a conversation. But oh no, we want 60 statues removed in Britain. And I see on the news yesterday that the Mayor of London is now saying, yes, let's take these statues down. No consultation, no referendums, take them down. The minority are calling the shots and yet because of COVID-19, last month's local elections uh, resulted in the Mayor of London being able to stay in office for one more year. He was voted to do four years and now he's got an extra one year uh, to remain in office, to bring in some pretty big changes. And yet nobody voted for him to have that extra 12 months to bring in all of these changes. But let's go back to the Clintons very briefly and the Obamas. If you think of Hillary Clinton, as she was leaving office, she deleted 33,000 emails. And that wasn't bad enough. Got a hammer and smashed her computer, destroyed it to smithereens, or so she thought. A lot of talk online at the moment that some of those emails are going to be released. Incredibly damning. And like I said a while ago, I read some of those uh, transcripts a few nights ago very uh, damning to read but i wonder if she is going to be protected as well along with her husband along with the obamas i just wonder i see also that they want to take down gone with the wind that famous 1939 movie which of course does portray slavery in a very positive light and are saying we need to take that film down a lot of comedians that like to black up I make fun of black people are now having to eat their words, having to apologise, and yet I'm not hearing anything about people making fun of Christians. Every Hollywood movie from the 1930s until the present, when it deals with uh, Protestantism, Evangelicalism, uh, Fundamentalism, Biblical Christianity, I mean every movie, all those films attack Protestant Christianity. They all put the Catholic Church in a very positive light. The Jesuits controlled Hollywood, of course. The Hayes Code. Look into it sometime. You had two men who controlled Hollywood from the 1940s up until the 1960s. And some of those people, like Bill Hayes and another character whose name escapes me, would read the scripts before the, the uh, film was made. And they'd say, yes, that's okay. No, that's not okay. Cut that scene out. Leave that scene in. And of course, every movie, like I say, was very pro-Rome and very anti protestantism but of course the church for the most part will, will uh, say nothing 
will remain silent. This isn't our world. Yet sometimes, sometimes I think if I wasn't a Christian, what would I do? What would be my plan? What would I do? And I think I know what I would do. I would be very radical. But you see, it goes back to anger. And this is the main problem, isn't it? These people are angry. To control someone, you make them angry. And you keep them angry. I've spoken over the years about Palestine and how the Palestinian leaders have been able to keep the people down and keep the people angry. And as long as the people are down and angry, they can use the people to attack Israel. It's an old trick, you see. And I think what's going on now, <coughs> many of these militant leaders, not all black, some white. In fact, last night I saw on the news hundreds of people <coughs> in Oxford sitting down, demonstrating against Cecil Road statue, which will be removed, I'm pretty sure, by the weekend, perhaps. And yet I didn't see one black face present. White people, mainly middle class people. But to keep people under your thumb, you get them angry, you keep them angry. And then the devil comes along and he starts to work on you. And you start to do things that you wouldn't normally do. <coughs> like some of these suicide bombers. Blowing themselves up in this country and elsewhere. And the guys at the top, like Osama bin Laden and uh, the late Yasser Arafat and uh, Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi pulling the strings you got these poor people going around killing themselves and the guys at the top are just laughing their heads off at those poor people that are doing all of the uh, heavy lifting for them. You need to forgive people. You need to forgive. You can't forget, I know that, but if you forgive, <coughs> if you forgive, if you move on, if you put this behind you, you can heal, you can move forward. The Lord Jesus Christ would promise forgiveness. But of course, the main theme of this video is, is about conspiracies, conspiring to overthrow the Lord. It goes way back to Cain, type of the Antichrist, killing Abel, type of Christ. And the Lord pardoned Cain, allowed him to live, a picture of grace, way back in Genesis chapter 4. And uh, what would Christ say on the cross? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. People were killing him, spitting on him blaspheming him, abusing him, mocking him, and he said, forgive them, Father. And the Father said, yes, I will forgive them, and I will allow them to enter heaven if, if they repent. <coughs> if they turn to me, and if they do that, I will receive them and allow them into heaven forever. So if God could forgive, why can't you forgive? Why are you still angry? Why are you still bitter? Why are you allowing yourself to be exploited by people with their own agenda this is a fallen world justice is limited we may see the Clintons in court one day we may see the Obamas in court one day also I would have uh, more respect if some of these protesters were more consistent why not protest outside of the Clintons mansion in America or the Obamas mansion in America and demand justice for the victims their victims why not be consistent once you start to pick and choose which battles you fight you've lost my respect and i wonder if you really are wanting to improve things or make things worse i don't know but if we're going to start taking some of these hollywood movies down let's take uh, elmer gantry down and let's take other anti-biblical films down where 
Real Christians are made to look like imposters, and the Church of Rome are made to look like the real thing. If the Churchill statue is toppled this weekend, and if the police allow that to happen, then it's obvious to me that Britain has fallen. Because whether you like him or not, whether he was right or wrong on every single point, isn't really the issue. You have no right, whoever you are, to take the law into your own hands. But of course Mandela did, going back to the ANC, and the people in the West loved him for it. And Ian Smith, like I say, the former Rhodesian Prime Minister, would plead with his people, black people, incidentally, not white Zimbabweans, but black Zimbabweans, and he couldn't help them. He couldn't help them. So it seems to me there are double standards going on here. It seems to me that black people can be inhumane to black people, uh, Asian people can be inhumane to Asian people, Oriental people can be inhumane to Oriental people, and that seems to be okay. I don't remember anybody outside the Chinese embassy when Tiananmen Square was unfolding, or outside the Chinese embassy over the last three or four months, or 12 months now, when there were people in Hong Kong uh, being assaulted by the police and threatened with all sorts of uh, serious repercussions, and people going missing, are missing, Chinese secret police snatching people from Hong Kong. I don't remember anybody outside the Chinese embassy in London when all that was going on. And yet, one white police officer kneeling on one black man, the whole world goes crazy. And I just wonder if that was orchestrated. I mean, COVID-19, we know, is man-made. But I just wonder if that incident with Chavin and Floyd was somehow orchestrated and then blown way out of proportion. Like I said last time, more white people in America are shot by police. More white people in America are restrained quite heavily uh, than black people. So white people against white people, uh, that seems to be okay, I guess, according to these people. Black people against black people seem to be okay. But if a white man or white woman uh, is against a black man or black woman, that seems to be unacceptable. The whole thing is a farce, isn't it? But again, if you want to control someone, you do it through anger. You stir them up. The IRA were very good at doing this in Ulster uh, from 1969 right up until uh, 1997, 1998, when the Good Friday Peace Agreement was finally arrived at. And the IRA <coughs> were very clever at stirring up people's feeling, keeping the people under the authority of the IRA and then using those people to bash the British. This is an old trick. And Satan is behind all of this, of course. He's a father of lies. He was a murderer from the beginning. No truth abodes in him. So if you people want to be free from your anger, uh, some of your bitterness, frustrations, if you feel you're being held back, Push yourself forward. Fight for yourself. Better yourself. Don't allow yourself to be controlled by certain people who have an agenda. You need to be forgiven uh, by the Lord, but you need to forgive those that have wronged you. And once you forgive those who have wronged you, then God can forgive you. But if you don't forgive, you will destroy yourself and others. And I can't see anything good coming out of what we are seeing in Britain and America. More civil disobedience, people trying to overthrow governments. But again, this is nothing new. This goes back to my main, <coughs> excuse me, point 
from my video and I've been speaking for well over 90 minutes now so excuse my voice as it starts to give way but man has always been against God conspiring against God we shun this man to reign over us we want to be free do our own thing but of course nobody's free if you're not saved you are a slave to sin and even after you are saved you have to surrender to the Lord on a daily basis I have more peace and joy than or than anybody that I could think of all those people on the streets and those bad people in the Bible doing wicked things they didn't have peace and joy they had a bad conscience and that's why they did what they did but to see these young people in Oxford calling for Rhodes a statue to be removed without any public consultation or to bring Churchill statue down in London or other statues without any public consultation without standing for office basically just calling the shots and see governments and uh, local authorities surrendering to them it's just shameful and those people are going to get more and more bold because if you give these people an inch they will take a mile no peace no joy no nothing and they'll become more and more angry more and more bitter more and more anti the white man that statue that was toppled in uh, Bristol a few days ago that man was a Jew and it turns out that in Bristol there's a lot of anti-semitism some of those people that took that statue down are Corbynites members of Antifa left-wing fanatics so you see there's always a reason why people do what they do was he a good man no and I've already discussed uh, his wrongs and where he is now burning in hell but once you give people this type of power and authority it's going to go south it really will do go back to the 1920s look at uh, Germany the Nazis tried to seize power and incidentally the Nazis were a left-wing political party social democrats not right-wing left-wing like the Obamas left-wing like uh, the Clintons left-wing untouchable and after several failed attempts to take power in Germany they decided to burn down part of the uh, uh, government's building in uh, Germany name escapes me and they were able to turn it uh, into a major coup for themselves Putin would do the same in Russia he was failing to beat the Muslims in Chechnya and because he couldn't beat the Muslims in Chechnya decided to plant some bombs and kill people in and around Russia and then blame the Muslims the terrorists and of course the Russians fell for it like 9-11 inside job we now need more police control we need to know what you're doing where you are going uh, who you are associating with and the Americans said okay we trust George W Bush a so-called born-again Christian but of course skull and bones like his late father and that thing went through without any real problem the official 9-11 uh, report is seriously questioned by most Americans as is the story about JFK but Martin Luther King was able to do what he did was able to whip, pe uh, whip people up cause businesses to go out of business uh, mobs were rioting all over America like they have been doing in the last week or two and many businesses went under during Martin Luther King's time uh, on the earth and people are going out of business now in America you are hurting the most vulnerable people in society but of course you don't care about those people do you you got a beef you got a grudge you want to do what you want to do and this is a sign of anarchy angry atheists being controlled by the hard left 
with our own agenda. Maybe we will see some justice, I don't know, maybe the files that uh, Hillary destroyed will be made public. What I've seen and heard over the last few days is pretty horrific. But I don't think so. I think she is protected. I don't see anybody in America outside her mansion calling for her arrest or Obama's arrest or even an inquiry. Okay, at best, these are allegations. <clears throat> but let's have an inquiry. Let's ask some tough questions. But no, you're not allowed to ask those questions because these people are protected. You should be suspicious. You people that are marching, you people that are all over Britain at the moment in America, you people should be suspicious why only certain elite VIPs are being given cover like Blair, Clinton, Obama, Pelosi. Be consistent. Either you deal with all, the, all of the wrongs in society or you don't deal with any of them. But I'll say one final thing as the rain starts to calm down now. If you don't forgive, if you don't move on, you will never get peace and joy. Your life will always be empty and you'll always be feeling that you could and should perhaps be doing more. There'll be something wrong inside of you but that anger will eat you up it will destroy you it destroyed the palestinians and it still does to this day it destroyed many catholics in ulster not all catholics in ulster were pro the ira and not all palestinians in the palestinian territories are pro hamas and fatah and other islamic groups not all russians were pro uh, putin or are pro are pro putin to this day most chinese people are certainly not pro china but if you get a few people on your side, if you can control a good number of people, then you really are in control. Not all black people in America supported Martin Luther King. But enough did. Enough white people did. And he was able to do what he did for many years until he was murdered in 1968. And that was a strange event when he was murdered, as was Malcolm X. And of course, the people that killed Malcolm X and the person who killed Martin Luther King were two black men but of course that's a subject for another day so i want to just wrap this message up now it's been a long message but it needed to be um and hopefully lord willing if anyone watching this video is a little uncomfortable with what they are now a part of they will get out of it step back they need to forgive and move on but i think in the short term it's going to get worse and there'll be counter demonstrations apparently this weekend in London. Uh, the last place I'd want to be is in London or in Manchester or in Bristol. And if I was there, I would get my banner up and preach the gospel. There's no hope outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can follow these people, whether it's Mandela or Mugabe or even Gandhi with his young concubines. Martin Luther King, Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey... Weinstein, Clinton, Blair, the owner of Facebook, Bill Gates, adored by the left, but they are all into themselves. They love themselves, they have no interest in you. If they did, they would open up their mansions and allow you to enter. They would give you what you need, they would take care of you. They don't care if you want bit. And see some of these black leaders like Al Shelton, uh, and where's Jesse Jackson? No sign of Jesse Jackson see those multi-millionaires jumping on the bandwagon going to floyd's funeral was shameful and i was hoping that one of floyd's family members would say we forgive you uh mr Chauvin or shavin we forgive you uh and we want people to get off the streets and we are waiting for the court case to 
come around and justice has to be served obviously uh, if you didn't have justice in this world you'd have absolute chaos but nobody came forward and said we forgive the officer in question more anti-white rhetoric more anti-police rhetoric and like i say it would destroy such people and they'll become more and more angry and if they have children those poor children will be grown will, will grow into will be raised in a family grow up in a family with such hatred but this isn't a skin issue this is a sin issue not a skin issue it's a sin issue this is a spiritual issue and only born again christians can see it and call it out so we'll leave it for that uh, we will leave it there it's uh, cold it's misty not particularly nice and i think the rain's going to come down pretty hard at any moment uh, but i wanted to make this message on conspiracies and uh, just speak as i felt led to do so and show you that this is nothing new that there have always been injustices and there always will be injustices christ would say the poor are with you always but me you have not always so don't be too political use your mind think why you're being uh, manipulated exploited con uh, controlled think for yourself think outside of the box and uh, more importantly than that get a bible read it and see how god would forgive wicked evil people uh, even when they would turn to him and if he could forgive us you need to forgive those that have wronged you directly or indirectly and on that note i will sign out to wish you every peace and blessing in the wonderful name of the lord jesus christ amen and amen